0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand.
1: The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe they'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800 579 800 579 4967. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Oh, hey, there you are. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into The Bonfire. Once again, The Bonfire is here to share the important issues, the things that really matter. We all know what happened this weekend. And if you're listening to this the day it comes out, we all know what happened yesterday. Okay, enough of that. I'm here to talk about this documentary that I saw the other day. It's on Netflix, and it's only an hour and a half. I think it's totally worth your time to watch, because there are there are nuggets of information in it that I took from it, and I enjoyed. And then, of course, there are some downsides to it, just like any movie or documentary that you watch. You got your positives and your negatives. And it's funny, my roommate said already, I know where you're going with this i can i can just imagine what you're going to say on the show you're going to say there's some good points and there's some bad points uh, yeah <laughs> of course i am nothing is perfect and i have yet to find a terrible documentary or a terrible movie you know it'll happen it'll happen but first let me go ahead and play the trailer here for a documentary on netflix called hungry for change
1: dear diary
0: today i feel very sad and i want to eat everything <laughs>
1: The problem is that we are not eating food anymore. We are eating food like products. And they are adorned. They are made to look better and
0: smell better so that people are attracted to them. It's not your fault. You're programmed to put on fat whenever there is food available. But now, there's a lot of food available, but it's the wrong kind. Sugar is in everything. In America, we're eating about 22 teaspoons of sugar. A day
1: even the milk hasn't escaped so let me just show you one kid just for five years of elementary school sugar just from milk
0: you might as well be rolling up the kids sleeves and putting in heroin out because it's the same nah, it's not the same one-third of all women and a quarter of all men in the u.s. are on Marketing a diet
1: essentially lies to you because it presents you with the promise you're going to be sexy and popular and cool, but in reality, you're going to be obese and miserable and sick. Nothing else does it in your brain quite like a diet cola, and that's because there's a deadly
0: combination there of aspartame and caffeine.
1: I think most people believe the FDA actually has their own scientists that do this analysis, but that nothing could be further from the truth. If I was in the food industry, what am I looking to do? I want to sell you more food. They're into just selling and marketing.
0: You can lose weight on a diet, but it's a little bit like borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. I mean,
1: you can get 10 pounds off your body through sheer force, but you're going to have to pay back with interest. People know this, so why are highly intelligent people not stopping? Because they don't know the nature of the trap.
0: The whole dieting
1: paradigm is flawed.
0: I was 31 when I realized I don't know how to take care of myself, and I am sick. So I had to go back and learn all the things that I wish I had known as a child. It says, join the world's leading experts, and they're interesting. Learn from those who've transformed their
1: right lives. Lives. I did witch doctors, I did mud baths, acupuncture, I did the life. The one thing which I was really afraid to face up to was changing what I put into my mouth.
0: I never heard of a raw food restaurant. Raw food, how do you cook raw food? I thought vegan was a planet.
1: I was over 400 pounds,
0: and I had very bad sleep apnea. I was borderline type two diabetic.
1: Cleansing and detoxification will make you lose weight, will make your eyes white, will make your skin glow. Somebody's got beautiful skin, It invites us to a deeper understanding about what's going on inside their body.
0: What we're talking about is a real diet in the sense of what a species eats. When we get onto our real diet, we don't have to think
1: about these things anymore. What do you think the body's gonna do? It's not gonna reject this at all. It's gonna look and say, now I'm on board. Now you're good to me, let me shine for you.
0: Hungry for change? Your health is in your hands. Yeah, our health is always in our hands. So, few points. Yes, it is a good documentary. It's worth watching. But buyer beware. Not just in the food industry, any industry. Of course they're trying to sell you their stuff. That's how it works. So when someone tells you, hey, this will change your life for the better, you need to have a keen eye to think, okay, well, let me think for half a second. Is this actually going to work? Or are you just pulling my leg and trying to get my money? Okay, well. That applies to any industry. Something I did notice in this documentary is I didn't really feel they were vilifying big food, you know, industry. There were a few people who said, oh, they're just there to get the cash from you. Okay, yeah, companies want your money in order to survive, in order to stay and continue to make more money and give all those people their jobs. Yes, but buyer beware. You need to know what you're putting into your body. So if you go to McDonald's, what do you expect? You go to Burger King, you get fast food versus going to the grocery store and getting vegetables and fruits. Okay. Versus cooking your own meat, you know, from the grocery store that you buy instead of going to a fast food restaurant. And that ain't meat. That is not meat. We should all know better. And some of the people in this documentary, they all said they used to be super overweight and obese, and now they're not. They're healthy. He said, Look, I'm a very disciplined person. I get up early. I have you know, source of habits that I've, good habits that I've formed. I'm not a lazy person. There is a misconception that if you're fat, you're just lazy. No, some people just really easily put on weight. I am not one of them. (laughs) So this particular problem doesn't apply to me right now, although I'm sure it will later in life when my metabolism finally slows down. So I will have to start watching what I eat right now because, you know, it could catch up to me. And people make that joke. They're like, Andrew, all the crap that you're eating right now, it's going to catch up to you. It's possible because if I'm in the habit of eating terrible food, I'm going to continue that once the metabolism continues to slow down, whenever that might be. So it's just good habits. It explains in the documentary, look, we're programmed to seek fat and calories. Yeah, that's what the human race has done for thousands of years um, because there was a lack of food. You'd have to go out and search for it every day. That was really your motivator. You'd wake up in the morning and think, all right, well, I need to go get food. We don't have to do that in today's world. But our bodies, our psyches are still saying, hey, find the food, find the fat, store up, stock up. It's going to get cold. You can't be eating. Nothing's going to grow anymore. So stuff your face. All right. That's fair too. If we're programmed to pack it on, then you know, I should avoid the foods that are just going to pack it on. Naturally, I'm going to pack on those pounds. It's just those little things you think like, oh yeah, I never thought of it that way. Today's foods have addictive qualities. Yeah, of course they do. Just like they were saying in this uh, trailer, caffeine and aspartame and Diet Coke or Diet Soda is what makes it so addictive to the people who keep drinking it. I know those people. (laughs) They just keep chugging it like a liter or two a day. I don't understand, but you know, everyone has their own addictions, their own inclinations that they think, oh, I need more. I can't get more. Uh, They just keep coming back. Fair. We're all human. We all have our problems. Have some empathy and understand that if they're overweight, maybe they have slow metabolisms, They're easily addicted to whatever it is they're eating or drinking. It's going to happen. All right, well, they say diets don't work. Diets, they're built in, fails. Because you're going to lose that weight and feel terrible the whole time. And your body's still going to be craving what you just took out of the diet. Your body is smart on its own. It knows what it needs. So that's why you will start to crave. Wow, that sounds really good right now. I think I want some of that. You know, there are some nutrients in the crap that we eat. But it's just getting mixed in with all the crap at the same time. So your body keeps eating what it needs, it keeps thinking that it needs more, and then you just keep hacking on the weight. The way they explained it in the documentary, <laughs> doing it a lot better than I am, but it made sense to me. I thought, you know what? Yeah, the body is smart. The body will know what it needs and where you should get it. So you just need to watch where you buy it and read the labels to see what... What they do put on the labels. They don't always put on the labels what is in the food or the drink that you're uh, taking. So you just have to have a little bit of common knowledge. And this is definitely not you know, common knowledge for me. I don't know this stuff. I'm pretty terrible at it for most of my life, if not all of it. I've just eaten whatever the hell I've wanted. I should probably start looking at what I am eating. That way I give my body what it needs. And then maybe I can actually put on weight. Who knows? And there's definitely a section on this documentary all about juicing everybody's like oh do juicing it's the greatest thing in the world yeah okay it kind of piqued my interest i thought oh yeah that'd be kind of cool because then i could get the vegetables and fruits that you do need i I acknowledge that i just want my meat as well so go out get my meat and then make a fruit and veggie drink every day at home with fresh vegetables okay that works for me because those can be tasty i go to jamba juice okay i just don't want to pay them anymore to do that i'd rather just do it myself that's fair juicing does sound like it could play a role for most if not all people i think that's fair and finally health is the natural state so let the body do the work that's what they were explaining toward the very end when you're eating loads of food and drink that are full of chemicals and toxins that don't belong in our body they tend to get stored in the fat cells so when you're putting on all this weight your body is full of toxins in the fat so if you just immediately you're overweight start working out All those toxins have to go somewhere. They've been in those fat cells. When those fat cells start to disappear, the toxins have to go somewhere, right? Well, now all of a sudden you're floating your body in the bloodstream with all this toxin and crap that you have been eating for weeks, months, and years. Yeah, that sounds gross. So there is something apparently to this detoxify idea. Get rid of the crap that is in those fat cells before you get rid of the fat. Otherwise, you're just going to get really sick. You know, so the experts that they call them... (laughs) in this documentary which maybe they are maybe they are they spend a lot more time studying this kind of stuff than i do that's fair they say work out eat better and detoxify that is as general as i can make it but it's only an hour and a half i think it's worth your time just to see what they have to say and maybe you are a super fit person and you already know this stuff well great then go go reinforce it go watch this i think it was made in 2012 So it's about five years old, kind of old, but it's on Netflix. It's super easy. I don't know about you guys, but I enjoy going on Netflix and just kind of bumming around to watch a documentary just to keep the gray matter, you know, churning. Create some new brain cells. I don't know this stuff, so that's why I clicked on it. I thought, oh, well, I don't know what MSG is. I don't know what that means. How does it affect my life? I don't think it does because I'm not fat. I still clicked on it anyway because I'm curious. Curiosity is a good thing. It killed the cat, but it won't kill you.
1: by Glenn Beck on sale now at glenbeckcom slash liars
0: the blaze radio network on demand the bonfire here's your host Andrew Herzog if y'all remember about a year ago I wrote an article for bonfire all about self-knowledge self-discovery and I said let's make 2016 all about self-discovery finding out more about yourself because if you know if you know yourself the best then you'll be able to get along with others. You'll be able to know, hey, here's how I function. Here's the way I work. Here's what makes me tick. And throughout the year, I talked about the love languages, the Myers-Briggs, you know, personality types, your temperament, all that. Breaking down into sort of theories. And um, we're not trying to pigeonhole anybody. You know, we're not that easily classified with labels. But it is interesting to... Think about, okay, how would I fit in with these theories from these smart people and say, oh, that kind of makes sense. I think I can identify with what this category is trying to explain. So 2016, self-discovery. I say 2017, let's make it about self-improvement. I mean, know thyself and then improve thyself. And that's a lifelong process. Hell, I think you'll probably discover things when you're an old fart and you think, oh, I didn't even know that about myself. More power to you. Keep learning. It ain't going to stop. Don't think it's a point that you're just going to reach and say, finally, I've reached it. I'm done. Nope. So 2017, self-improvement. Let's start with this. I'm sure you've heard about it before. It's just called 1%. 1% per day. Be better 1%. That's up to you, as vague as that is, to decide what does 1% better mean? Uh, one of the best ways I thought of it was, let's say it's reading. If you're in the habit already of reading 10 pages a day or you read a chapter a day, then the following day, make it one percent better. Say, you know what? I read ten pages yesterday. let's read eleven today and then the following day, technically one percent, you'll probably still be you know around 10 eleven pages. You're really not going to make much progress, but it's this idea for those that aren't easily quantifiable. just make baby steps so You can actually be 1% better if you want to break it down that far, or just think in terms of baby steps, what is, yeah, what is the smallest bit of improvement that I could make today? Then the next day you take that all with you and say, okay, now what is the smallest bit I can take on top of all this? Let it compound over time. Next thing you know, you'll be able to easily, more easily form those good habits, Because right now you could just say to, let's say, for example, fat people, (laughs) and then they watch this documentary. You can't just go to them and say, all right, tomorrow you need to start working out two hours, five times a week, and go to the grocery store once a week to buy those fresh vegetables. It's just not going to happen. They're going to get overwhelmed. They might be able to do it for a week or two or a month, however disciplined they are. They're going to crack if you give too much too soon. So the 1% idea is, look, It's going to take time. It always takes time. Anything worth doing takes time. So give yourself a break. Start small and slowly build. So if you want to work out, okay, literally do five push-ups at home. The following day, do five again and then say, okay, I think I got that under my belt. I'm forming that habit of waking up first thing in the morning. Do five push-ups. Great. Push it to six. Don't kill yourself and say, now I need to do 25. If you can't go that high, then don't do that. Do six. Next thing you know, you're, just having, you're in this habit of, I do push-ups every single morning. Great. Look at that. You just made a good improvement. Now you can improve just how many you do. Then you can say, you know what? I'm getting really used to this now. Why don't I do a couple squats in the morning as well? Let me do my push-ups, and then I will either squat for a few seconds, or I'll just uh, sit up against the wall and hold it for 10 seconds. Let's see how long my legs can hold out. Anything to kind of give a little bit of exercise, get the blood pumping, read more per day, pray more per day, whatever. Whatever in your personal life you think, I, I need to improve on this, do it slowly. That is the 1% idea. Slow and steady. Slow and steady gets the job done. Uh, for my own personal you know, goals of this year, I'm thinking I'd like to read even more. I enjoy reading, but I can read a, more, a greater variety of you know topics and subject matter. I could also write more often. I don't write every day. I'd like to. I think that'd be a good goal for me to do. I could probably pray more every day. No, I could pray more every day for sure. And it could be as vague and general as saying, I want to be 1% kinder every day. Then you make that whatever you want it to be. If that means you hold out in a conversation for 10 more seconds, then you were like, okay, I'm done with this guy. Hold out for 10 more seconds and just whew, take a deep breath and say, all right, I got this. I can do this. Not bad. You start to develop those habits that you want, that you think are important in your life. Go for it. per day, baby steps, slow and steady. This is the
1: Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is 800-579-4967. 800-579-4967. The Bonfire. Here's your host... Andrew Versad. Here's an app review
0: that I have not given for a while. Uh, I don't remember the last one I gave. <laughs> so let's jump right back into this. It's called Stash. Yes, yeah, Stash. S-T-A-S-H. Go to the App Store. I don't know if it's on uh, Android. It might be. So it's worth looking. Uh, this is really for Apple people since that's the uh, the phone that I happen to have. But go it. It's called Stash. The idea behind it is a lot like um, this 1% idea that I just got done talking about. Baby Steps. I am not a huge investor. I don't know the stock market. Hell, I went to school. I went to business school, but I hated finance. Those were the classes that I just hated. They were uninteresting. I couldn't understand the material. I just couldn't wait to get it over with. So I did the absolute best I could to probably get a C minus. I don't know. I forget. Thank God it was over. That's all I cared about. I got everything else done for my business degree and enjoyed those other aspects. HR, (laughs) accounting, leadership, anything else. But finance, I just could not handle i don't know why maybe it just <laughs> i was lazy who knows doesn't matter the point of this app is that it lets you just easily get used to this habit of finance and saving in the stock market like what does this mean What is that term i don't understand what all my buddies are saying or what my parents are encouraging me to do to save and have a financial financially secure future well stash can help because all you need to do is have five bucks Five bucks, we all have five bucks, all right? You get the app, hook up your account from your Chase, not your Chase, from your uh, checking account, excuse me, and then you can just start transferring money. But the minimum is five bucks. I know some apps that would suggest 50 bucks, a $100, and it will say, here, here are the stocks, here are the bonds, here's what you can buy with your money. What Stash does is it just gives you suggestions, like, hey, easily easily, um, readable, here are some categories, it summarizes them, kind of gives you an understanding of like, well, what the heck am I investing in? If I wanted to put five bucks into this thing, <laughs> what is this thing? It breaks it down for you. And it makes it, it makes sense for the ignorant people like me. So if you're like me, then Stash might be for you. Start with five bucks in this thing called Auto Stash. You can set it to whatever you want, where once a week, once a month, every other week, whatever. You put five bucks in, twenty, a hundred, whatever you want to do, it'll just automatically shift it here into this app. And then these people, um, wherever they are in the country, they help manage your money. They take the money and then they put it in these accounts that you tell them to. And the fun part for me is you get to watch the money go up and down. So that's what the stock market is. It tells you look, are you looking for long term investment or short term? Do you want dividends or do you want, you know, an IRA, not an IRA, a retirement? somewhere way down the road you just want to make the biggest bang for your buck it breaks it down gives you terminology has a section on like an index you can look things up it's kind of kind of interesting it's helping me form the habit of thinking about the future that instead of just taking all my money and spending it here in the moment and living life to the fullest i'm starting to think well, wait a minute what can i do to save for the future because i am going to have a future and people are going to be dependent on me so right now is the time for me to get my act together So this Stash app is really great for people in their teens, their 20s. This gets you in the habit of thinking about investing. And investing is a a smart thing to do in today's world. Absolutely. Because if you just put money into a savings account for the rest of your life, what are you going to make? By the time you're 65, by the time you want to retire, you at the most might have 50 grand, 100 grand in the bank because you don't get a whole lot of ROI on that return on investment. It's just going to sit there investments go up and down. Sure. You could lose hundreds, thousands of dollars, but then within a few years it rebounds and now you're making money and you've made a $10,000 profit, $20,000 profit on a stock, a handful of mutual funds that you bought into years ago. This helps you learn the patience to say, look, there's going to be ups and downs. Put your money in, stick with it and let it do the work for you. It's all about time. Baby steps. Once again, 1% per day that's why i like it so bonfire does recommend the stash app and show you these different etfs and funds that you can put your money into and right now i'll just tell you i only have 50 bucks in there but that's 50 bucks that i put in over the course of the past uh, several weeks now, it's fun. I'm kind of getting into this habit of thinking, what more money can I save? But instead of spending it, how much more can I put away into this app just to help teach me and get me in, into the the mindset? And then, of course, on the other end is the 401k, the IRA, the much bigger things that actually make the difference for your future, for your financial security. The Stash app is just a learning tool. Um, so when you do get a, past a point, the first three months are free. That's a downside of this app is that they do charge you. I forget what it is, but I'm sure it's probably a tenth of 1% past a certain amount of money you have in the account that then they'll take a piece of because they're managing it for you, something like that. And then if you have over 100 grand in the app, they will take a tenth of 1% per quarter. I forget. But in the grand scheme of things, you could just do this free trial for three months, get yourself in the habit, watch these numbers go up and down, and get excited about it. I am. So I enjoy it. There's your app recommendation from The Bonfire, and it's about finance. It's actually kind of fun, uh, if you ask me. And that's coming from the guy who hated finance in college and went to business school. Okay, so there's no excuse for you guys. You can put five bucks in and start thinking more about how you can save your money instead of just spending it all the time.
1: The Bonfire only on the blaze radio network the progressive movement is full of lies why do americans keep falling for the deception in his new book liars glenn beck reveals the simple answer fear at our most basic level we're all afraid of something and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck on sale now at glenbeck.com/liars. This is the Bonfire on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, now we're
0: all ready to the D block of the show, and I want to defend myself here. There are a number of people in my life who say <laughs> they're confused. They say, Andrew, that just just doesn't make sense. How can you feel that way? Let me explain. There is such a thing as trying too hard to be manly or trying too hard to be feminine. I believe you could have some middle ground. You know, if a girl wants to play football, okay, good. Good for you. Well, can you catch the ball? If you suck, then you probably shouldn't be playing. Or if you want to get better at it, go practice. And then you can join the people who are really good. Can there be women that are better than guys in a sport? Absolutely. You got idiots everywhere. (laughs) If you're terrible at something, you're terrible. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, okay? So, I have found that for some reason, I've gone to bars and parties, and if I ever find that people have really dark porters and like just dark beers, and I'm thinking like, ugh, and coffee beers, oh my, that stuff is gross. Absolutely disgusting, if you ask me. I think, no, I don't want that. Here's what I want. Give me a light beer, or give me a cider <laughs> And some people say What? Men don't do that Men have whiskey on the rocks And they uh, have dark beers And they enjoy it You know like uh, uh, Guinness all the time I said no No I mean if you want to Go right ahead But I don't want to I want some cider Damn it <laughs> Give me It's kind of kind of um, Not fruity It has a little kick to it There's a little bit of sugar And it can be a little dry That's the kind of cider I like But a little further down that road of sweetness, I like fruity, girly drinks. (laughs) For example, pina coladas, daiquiris, strawberry margaritas. I would not say a Long Island iced tea is a girly drink. Some people do. Regardless, I like it. And for beers, I like light beers. I don't like hoppy beers and I don't like dark ones. I'm kind of picky when it comes to uh, alcohol here's why i'm defending myself i can do that forget you i want my pina colada i want my daiquiri i want my bellini <laughs> i will go out in public because i don't care i really don't i will order the food whatever the hell tastes good whatever looks good and if i see on the menu they have sangria i'll say oh yeah i'll have some sangria i'll give it a try i taste it and if i think if i think it's good i might get more or i might say hey now go give me a bellini give me a margarita give me a daiquiri a pina colada Give me something fruity. Why? Because I said so. I want my alcohol to be a little fruity. A little sugary. All right? I don't know. There's something to be said for mixing the sugar in the alcohol. And every now and then, of course, I'm also in the mood for something a little dry. That's why I like dry champagne. You know, it's rare that I have champagne, but I like it dry. I don't like it sweet, like, at all. I like the uh, the light beers. But some people say... Are just, well, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to be too crass, but some people are not fans of Corona Extra. Miller Lite. Coors Light. I'll drink those. I think those are fine. I would drink those any day of the week over a Guinness. That does not make me any less of a man. (laughs) I am defending myself on the public airwaves. My fruity drinks. I'll be damned if I can't have my fruity drink when I go out to a restaurant to celebrate. It tastes good. That's why. And I'm someone who doesn't eat a lot of sugar to begin with. I am st- I still need sugar. So when I have somewhat normal food throughout the whole day, I think, you know what? I got a little bit of a sweet tooth right now. Do I want a Snickers bar or do I want a fruity drink? I'm going to go get a fruity drink if we're going out, you know. Every- I've made sangria at my own house. I've made my own Long Islands. Those taste good. If you don't think so, well, forget you. I don't care. I want what tastes good. So there you have it. My final two cents. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into The Bonfire for once again another week. Um, Believe it or not, the next week, the next show after this one, will be the one year anniversary of The Bonfire on the Blaze. That is insane. That is crazy. I can't believe it's already been one year since I started. And then two years almost since I started this podcast thing in the first place. Did I know what I was doing back then? Hell no do i know what i'm doing now no i'm talking to myself in a radio room sometime pushing buttons that i hope is you know doing the right thing i hope i'm not cutting people off unplugging things shutting down the airwaves i hope not i don't know this stuff okay i just enjoy sharing my opinions here and there in the new year here now in 2017 i hope to have some other voices here on the show thanks to Technology, thanks to people volunteering to say, hey, I got some opinions too, Andrew, on the topics that you're talking about. A political things. I think great, fantastic. That's what I want because I can only talk to myself in a room for so much longer. (laughs) And I only have so many opinions. I am an introvert who does like to keep his mouth shut most of the time, let other people do the talking. The podcast is different. That's why it's ironic. So I'm looking forward to this year, hopefully having people on to share their thoughts on these apolitical things movies music food travel just culture in general what's wrong and what's good with our society people our age people older than us what can we learn about dating about life about marriage whatever i like all of that and i think it's relevant and still rest assured you will not find any politics on this show (laughs) even with the upcoming four years lord have mercy you will not find politics on this show be happy be healthy this is andrew herzog signing out from the bonfire this is
1: the bonfire on the blaze radio network